Welcome to Walking with the Archetypes, the podcast which gives you keys to claiming your personal power. For more than a decade now, I've studied the King, Warrior, Magician, Lover archetypes, and in this time of great turmoil, I will reveal their secrets. My name is Ivan Fingenskjær-Schellum, founder of Men's Initiation, Reclaim Your Inner Throne, and it's time now to head outside and walk with the archetypes. So I'm headed to the lake that I love so much, crossing a small bridge here. It's a channel in the lake. There's like a, an island or some kind of peninsula and behind it there's a, there's a channel. And um, the beavers come here. I've seen beavers here several times and you can actually stand on top of the bridge here and watch them just swim carefree under the bridge and see their little paddling feet go up and down and this is special i hadn't seen a beaver in uh, in the wild before i i saw them here so i really really enjoy this place and as i'm headed here there's a little bit of wind today tons of water lilies i guess they're yeah most of them are are withering away but it's a beautiful day and um, I'm quite excited to be bringing some very topical content to you. Last uh, weekend I was part of a um, very intensive ritual experience online with uh, a woman that I've chosen to take as my teacher. Pardon the uh, local teenagers that are driving little mopeds that are making tons of noise. Anyway, I've taken Perry Chase as my teacher at this point in time. She has uh, some medicine, that woman, that uh, is perfect for me right now. And I was part of this um, container and I went very deep with, with a very vulnerable place in me. I'm not actually going to speak about that much today. But what is already clear, as it has been so many times in the past, is when I go into the most vulnerable parts of me and I allow them to open without pushing, some part of me comes back. And that part makes me more powerful. I'm going to speak about that today. My God, it's just lovely here now. Yeah, it doesn't feel like summer is quite over yet. Here in the Nordics in Scandinavia, you know, typically August is also considered a summer month. But then it's starting, it's starting to get dark in the evenings and there's a little bit of autumn creeping into the nights. Kind of a, a coolness to the air. But in the daytime, summer is still around. So, as I enjoy this path that I'm on, why don't you draw yourself a cup of tea, sit down and relax as we dive into this topic of the power of vulnerability. All right, I am out by the lake. 
I love it here, as you well know, if you've listened to some of these previous podcasts. It really is absolutely lovely. And um, what I will do here today is in the first part of the podcast, I'm going to dive into the difference between true vulnerability and what I call for vulnerability, fake vulnerability. I actually never knew how to pronounce for in English. Fawks. <laughs> for. Probably for, yeah? It certainly isn't Fawks. But anyway, uh, I'm going to call it fake, fake vulnerability. Because if you don't know the difference between these two, you're going to get screwed. Vulnerability isn't something that you can control. It's not something that you can manage or direct. Vulnerability is just raw. And this fake vulnerability that many people utilize as a kind of social currency in order to, well, buy themselves belonging, this is not what we're talking about. So let me set up the frame here for true vulnerability. In life, as human beings, we have experiences along the way which are painful. You may call these traumas. And when you have a trauma, there is a part in you that was so, so terribly raw at the moment of the trauma. It hurt so bad there that in a moment in time, you froze that down. You froze it down in time and put it under lock and key. And so there's a part of you which gets stuck there. So maybe something happened when you were five years old and you were bullied by some guy in class or in kindergarten. You didn't know how to defend yourself. And there was something that was attacked back then that you chose to freeze down. Probably that which you were bullied for. So you didn't want to share that with the world anymore. And probably also the energy with which you were bullied. And so from that day onwards, that frequency of life force, the aggressive life force, the penetrative life force, you start to exile, you compartmentalize it. And whenever your life brings about experiences that would normally summon those kinds of feelings, energies internally, then you will shut down, you will go into a freeze. This is how trauma disempowers you. It's how trauma makes you compartmentalized and fragmented. Vulnerability is the medicine. And this is what true practitioners do. They use the alchemy of awareness and vulnerability. Big ant crawling on my hand. Um, they bring intention and attention to this place. And cautiously, because it's not going to be easy, they will start moving back towards this place. And gradually, with time, with acceptance, with guidance, somebody starts to open up. And this is only because of vulnerability is present. There is no desire to change it, to push it, to make it faster. This making it faster will just fuck it up. Because this is a young part of you that's been traumatized and is exactly the kind of pressure from the outside world that makes it hide again. But there you are, 
resting into this place. You're feeling afraid, as I have so many times. And then it starts opening. And you may be pulling back a little bit because you're not ready. Or maybe you'll lean entirely in and accept the experience. And then it opens. And the grief comes out of all of the lost life, all of the betrayals, all of the pain. It just comes out and you weep and you weep. And that's vulnerability. Opening up that frozen place, you retrieve life force from the past that's been locked down in time and you welcome it back home. You're filling yourself in. And power is the same as life force. The more life force you have, the more powerful you are. It's a simple equation. Power equals life force. That is true vulnerability. What is fake vulnerability? It is playing out a script with absolutely no intention of healing. You're playing out a script in order to receive fake love and fake validation from other people. Fake vulnerability is the kind of vulnerability that is associated with words, but not feeling. They're not actually vulnerable. They're not genuinely vulnerable. They are not necessarily with ill intent. They are playing out the story of what they think will make them safe and what will make them loved. The difference between these two is huge. And when you take this kind of difference into a collective, into a culture, it is worlds apart. It is actually the difference between heaven and hell. Because true vulnerability will always make you more powerful. So true vulnerability makes you powerful, makes you able to stand up for yourself and to be truly open, to have an open heart, because you're powerful. So I want you to really anchor this in. Power is life force, power is love, power is an open heart. Fake vulnerability is dissociation, disconnection, manipulation, managing, well, you're investing in your fear. You're investing in your weakness. And after the break, I'm going to be addressing how this difference is playing out in collectives. And particularly as it relates to this present moment in our culture. Because fake vulnerability is so commonplace now. People preach it. Be vulnerable. It's okay if you're fake. Just be vulnerable. What they're actually saying is, don't be powerful. Don't make me uncomfortable because I don't feel powerful, so you shouldn't either. Stay small. That's what they say. Fake vulnerability is an invitation to smallness. That can't stand. We need to address this and I'm going to do that with you after the break. You're invited to the opening ceremony for Sanctuary. Sanctuary is our new community platform where we hold a bold vision of magnetizing future timelines for you and for humanity that have more goodness, more truth, more beauty, more thriving in them. 
because we are headed in a dystopian direction. More polarization, conflict, perhaps even war brewing on the horizon, systemic breakdowns, the planet is hurting, and we're watching it all and we may get concerned. And that very concern is feeding the breakdown because we create the world with our intention and attention. So in this opening ceremony, you will receive a transmission of a vision of something better that will already now, starting August the 22nd, start setting you right with the forces of life and your heart and your soul so that you can be part of creating the better world. This is going to be a very special occasion and I want you to be there. More information and the registration link in the show notes down below. Welcome. I hope that invitation to the opening ceremony for Sanctuary is exciting to you and that you will choose to come. It's going to be a really amazing three-hour ritual. So um, what did we cover in part one? We talked about the true vulnerability and the fake vulnerability and how true vulnerability makes you powerful and how fake vulnerability makes you weak. It's as simple as that. There really is no argument because fake vulnerability shuts your life force even deeper down. It freezes it down deeper and power equals life force. True vulnerability thaws the resistance to this life force that has been shut down because of trauma and you reintegrate it and thus you become more powerful. Power equals life force, life force equals power. So, so what happens then when you really pursue this path of true vulnerability? Well, you will typically go in cycles where you have, you know, you have breakthrough experiences when you dare to move in your inner world to those places where you have shut down your life force. And through whatever means, maybe therapy, maybe coaching, maybe a ritual container, maybe even while making love, it can be a, a lot of different things. You drop into a frozen part of you and you reclaim it. You become more whole. Wholeness is sovereignty. Wholeness is sovereignty. You become more powerful, you become more sovereign. Now, you have the courage and the strength and the spine to stand for something in the world. But of course, it's a stepwise process. So you have a breakthrough and you get more of that common line. And then you may live with that integration for a while. And you shouldn't really rush on to the next vulnerable part immediately because you need time to settle in this new place. And maybe now you will start to form a new identity with this life force integrated into it. So there's a change of identity as a result, maybe a minor change or maybe a major change. And with time, you start to feel yet again that there is something, you know, antsy inside. You're starting to feel a little bit edgy and you realize that you have come to another evolutionary threshold where you need to integrate even more of the parts of you that have been shut down. And you will do this for the rest of your life in like a spiral, an upward spiral, where you will integrate and then you will break through and then you will integrate and you will break through. This is 
what the life of a solid practitioner looks like. So the cycles can be large, they can be smaller, it depends on the breakthroughs and how much needs to be integrated. But this is, this is what happens when you take the path of true vulnerability. And just, you know, remember that true vulnerability, it's a place completely without control. So if you have any sense of control, you're not vulnerable. That's when you're fake vulnerable. If you have the sense, for instance, I'm going to shift now to the fake vulnerability, that you have people's attention on you. Maybe you're in a workshop setting and you're not ready to be truly vulnerable. So now you're playing the game of fake vulnerability. You've done it before. You know how to hook people. You know the things that you can say and do in order to get people to have a certain kind of response. And now your ego has been recruited to give you fake belonging and fake validation. You are in an exchange. You have made your traumas and your actually your fake vulnerability on top of that. You have turned it into a social currency that you use to purchase belonging, purchase validation, purchase love. But it's fake belonging. It is fake love. It's all fake. And so here you are playing out a pattern that is dark. No matter how sweet you may look on the outside, you are basically in league with the devil right now. That's quite, quite a strong word. Maybe I should tone that down a little bit. But you're on a very bad path. Because you are now in a power dynamic where you are dominating others with your fake vulnerability. You are controlling them. You are coercing them to have a particular kind of response. You are essentially trying to undermine their sovereignty so that you can have your fake needs met. This is an insidious game of a very dark place in the ego. Insidious. So you may have done this because I sure as hell have. It is common. And if you feel like you've been busted right now, then that's a good thing. I ask you not to defend too much against it because this is the key to your liberation to actually understand that you're doing this. If you have some truly high quality people in your life or in that community, they will see right through you and they will bust your ass. They will take down that egoic dark force and expose you to the bullshit strategy that you're engaged in. And of course, you may demonize the hell out of them if they do that. I have done, but they are serving you. They are loving you. This is their dedication to your freedom. But now let's go to the darkest place with this. Because people like this, fake vulnerability people, can gather in collective fields of consciousness. They can gather in groups, but they can also gather in movements. For instance, the movement of wokeism, 
is one of these movements where they leverage fake vulnerability for power. And what happens when you do that? Well, you become weak. And because you're so utterly weak, you become vulnerable or exposed to psycho-spiritual invasion. This may sound a little obscure or esoteric, but in these times when there is a massive activation of the collective unconscious and you see an archetypal emergence that I've never seen in my lifetime of the occult, you really, really would be well served to understand what's going on here. You become exposed to this psycho-spiritual invasion from collective energies. And when you are possessed, and when you maybe receive that possession through contact with another, it's like they have been contaminated by radioactive material. You, you get contaminated by it, or maybe you give it to somebody else. But it spreads in the collective, see? It spreads in the collective, and all of these people now have a completely collapsed defense against psycho-spiritual invasion. They have no sense of boundaries, and they have now been utterly assimilated into a hive mind. That is to say, everyone in the group thinks exactly like the next person. Everyone in the group tells exactly the same story. It doesn't matter who you speak with in that group, the response will be identical. Because they have now been subsumed by a hive mind. And when it gets really, really, really dark, you will see an egregore constellated. An egregore is like a, like a possession of an entity of sorts or, a, or an archetype that arises in collective fields. And it's like this collective is possessed by a demon. That's what you see in wokeism. I'm concerned as well to see this kind of egregore be summoned on really on both sides of the so-called pro or anti-vaccine debate. Even though typically the people who take vaccines are typically people who have a less integrated warrior archetype, which is why they need external support for their bodies because they don't trust their own power, they don't trust their own boundaries, if you will. And by the way, just to be clear, I've chosen not to take this vaccine because I don't trust these particular vaccines that are out now, mRNA and adenovirus. I am, however, looking at the Novavax vaccine that's coming out with new technology. So I'm not anti-vaccine, but there's something dark about these two vaccines that I have not been able to trust. It's just my body is a big no to it. And so, well, this is, this is a whole different rabbit hole. So let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. And uh, we'll deal with that later. The point I'm making here is, has nothing to do with being for or against these vaccines. If you're for them and you want to take them, in full sovereignty, please do. It's wonderful that you follow your own inner compass and I celebrate that. What I'm saying though is that when we actually create tribalism around this, politically, spiritually, vaccine, whatever, we can find that it's easy for us to be subsumed into the hive mind and be possessed by these egregores. What happens then when the egregore takes hold of a collective is that now every person in the collective, they 
become one consciousness. And instead of addressing their own individual wounds and traumas with true vulnerability, they actually pool all of their traumas. And because you suffer so much and you feel so desperately powerless, this egregore just hijacks you and you may be made capable of the most horrific, heinous crimes against humanity. This is how somebody who starts out with fake vulnerability and who finds other people who move towards fake vulnerability may eventually end up so weakened that they get possessed by this kind of egregore which in turn turns them into a slave of an archetype which makes them essentially not human anymore and now they are being wielded by an archetype. Somebody would call it a demon, somebody would call it an entity, but I will call it an archetypal dynamic. And this is the precursor to evil and crimes against humanity. So if you want to understand what is happening in the collective right now, find all of the groups where an egregore is constellating and you just see them almost like possessed as demons or zombies just just walking down the highway like a, like a horde of destructive flesh-eating beasts. You know that they have that kind of energy? You know they have been possessed by an egregore because they have fake vulnerability and they were not able or willing to do the true work of healing their trauma. They may be speaking the words of trauma healing, but they never had the fucking guts to do it. These can be very advanced people, very sophisticated in their deception strategies. They're smart people. I have been one of them. We've all probably been one of them at some time in our personal evolution, but now they have clumped together in big hive mind collectives and we are in a very, very dangerous time. So here's the deal. Fake vulnerability can take you all the way to crimes against humanity. Don't go down that road. You need to be able to discern the two apart. So true vulnerability is your path. It really is the path to heaven. Fake vulnerability is the path to hell and it can literally make you go insane. Because the forces in the collective right now are of such a strong magnitude, pressure, heat, that this danger is present in a way that it's never been before. So find your places of true vulnerability. Find guides that are willing and able to take you through them and reclaim what has been lost inside of you. And now start magnetizing the timelines that will create more beauty, more love, more truth, more personal power, more sovereignty in the world. This is going to be what will heal humanity. And if you are able to take that path yourself, you will have some stories to tell your grandchildren. I was right there when the battle for the soul of humanity was waged. And I chose to stand in my heart, in what is true. I chose to do the difficult work of facing myself. I chose to step forwards and to represent a beacon 
of light in a time of darkness. But it wasn't just me. It was millions of courageous souls across this planet that stood up at a critical moment in the human storyline and said, we will magnetize what is good, what is beautiful, and what is true. I leave the polarization behind and I set my sight on a world in which our grandchildren will thrive so much, creating their little heaven on earth, if not the whole earth becomes heavenly. See, this is in your power. It really is. All you need is to move with courage towards the places that are frozen, let them melt with true vulnerability and find your life force return so that you become powerful and you become sovereign and you help heal this mess that we're in. Ho! And that's all I had to share today. I'm sat here on the rock and I'm absolutely loving it. I think I actually enjoy being in nature even more when I'm sharing the experience with you guys. The sun is shining from up above. I have to squint a little it's from the left of me here. Time is around one o'clock. The breeze is creating ripples in the lake down below. There's all kinds of gooseberry trees, tiny ones that are pretty wilted around me. Various kinds of moss and lichen around me that is also pretty wilted. But here's a little one with flowers, really nice. I don't know what this is called in English. There's a pine that has fallen. I think it actually, what is this pine? Ah. This is a creative pine that is growing first sideways and then does a 90 degree angle and then grows up. Pines and oaks and all of these gnarly trees that do creative little twists and turns like this, I love them the most. I think it is because they reflect my personality quite well. I guess this is the more shamanic and non-linear part of me speaking, yeah? Anyway, I'm going to head back now, edit this podcast. Later on today, we are going to have a crayfish party here because that's a Swedish tradition. I'm not familiar with this from Norway. We don't have crayfish parties in Norway, but it's a Swedish tradition and we're going to have some fun with that. Eat some lovely food and just enjoy this moment. It's been a pleasure. I love you guys. Have a great weekend and I'll speak to you next week. Thank you for joining me in this week's Walking with the Archetypes. It's been a pleasure to spend this time with you. And don't forget, you are invited to come walk with me next Friday when we will take another deep dive into the archetypal realms. To go deeper with this masculine operating system, head over to masculineos.com for a comprehensive free guide.